Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Avi Lieberman. Before we get to Avi, here's a few announcements. First, go to our website. It's TravelTalesPodcast.com. There you can see stories that they've written. You can see stories that I've written. You can see their photos. You can see links to their social media. You can see links to our social media. And they are, of course, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, or Travel Tales Podcast on Facebook. You can see links to Stitcher Radio and Apple Podcasts. We're also on iHeartRadio and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you do listen on those platforms, I ask that you give us a good rating. Give us a thumbs up. Say nice things. I would appreciate that because that boosts our presence on those platforms and helps more people find the show. So if you do that, I would appreciate it. If you want to write me for whatever reason, maybe you think you'd be good for the show. Maybe you know somebody's good for the show. Maybe you just want to ask me some travel questions or tell me nice things. You can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Seeing as how we're coming up to a 10-year anniversary of the Travel Tales Podcast, I brought back a guy who was one of our first guests back in 2011. Avi Lieberman is a comedian friend of mine who's originally from Houston, but he's been going back and forth to Israel his entire life, has dual citizenship, or at least an Israeli passport as well as his U.S. passport, and books comedy tours throughout Israel. He's been doing that for a long time and performs there often. And Avi is rarely in town. And especially during the COVID crisis, he was out of the U.S. for pretty much all of it. He actually caught COVID early back in March of 2020, Recovered here in L.A. and got a little stir-crazy and went back to Israel. And when that started shutting down, he started going anywhere he could from Israel. And throughout the year, that included places like Greece, Bulgaria, Serbia, Turkey, Dubai, the Ukraine, and then Russia. So we talk about what it was like navigating not only air travel, but COVID testing and the changing requirements of every single country. What was open, what was not. So that was fun and was also fun to actually talk to another human being in person. I actually talked to Avi face-to-face in my house, the first in-person interview I've done in over a year. So ever so slowly, we are creeping back to normal. And it's so much nicer to talk to someone in person than on Zoom. I can't be the only one out there who's a little Zoomed out. But anyway, it was good to see him and catch up. I had fun talking with Avi, and I hope you'll enjoy listening. Hey, everybody, just an addendum to my intro. This was recorded back in late April before all the latest bombings in Israel and all the news that has been coming out of there. So keep that in mind when you listen to the episode. Here's my late April conversation with Avi Lieberman. I had to blow the dust off this soundboard. Uh, I haven't interviewed someone in, in Oh, that's right. Everything's been the uh, first. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I feel Avi honored. Avi Lieberman. I get you on every 10 years. Yes, I'm honored. I feel excited to be here. <laughs> Look at this. In person? 
Yeah, in person. I mean, I've done interviews, but it's all been Zoom for the last yeah. year. Finally. Human contact. It's Welcome. Worth it, I'm still right. keeping my distance from you because you've been everywhere. Right. Well, got, you know, I think I've had, what, I have the antibody. I've been vaccinated. When you I'm said you had the, the antibody, round. so you, you got sick? Yes, I had COVID. It's almost about exactly a year ago. Were you um, here or were you in Israel? I was, it's interesting. No, I was not in Israel. I was in England and then Ireland and then New York. So people ask where and how did you get it? it and I'm not sure because... I was in places, I got sick in Ireland, but it wasn't the same symptoms as I felt when I knew I had the COVID symptoms. So, because it was freezing in Dublin. What month was this? This was in March. I remember because the last date I had on stage was March 10th, and then I didn't perform for about a whole year in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. So um, early, you got it early. Yeah, yeah real early. That I, you know, I mean, I had it, not only was I in New York, if you look at in New York where I was, I was in the Bronx uh, my show is like my last show was March 10th in the Bronx um, for a the small Bronx. like Jewish event. Yeah, I don't yeah know, so you're doing a hip hop show there. The yeah, of course, yeah. So, yeah. I know you're all about the hip hop. Me, me and Run DMC, you know, I go old mm-hmm. school. Um, yeah, so, you were in the Boogie Down. Is that yeah, the so, um, yeah. It was it, I was in the Bronx, Long Island, Manhattan, like every not just like bad places, like the worst cases in the world, like percentage wise. And that so it would have been a miracle if I didn't get it. But um, that I was I remember I had a dry cough there, but I wasn't sure. In London, I woke up like with the sweats a little bit, but it, I, again, I don't think it was that because London hadn't really gotten it that bad yet or at all. I don't even know. It, and then when I got to LA, it's within a few weeks of being here. That I was actually in the gym when they closed it, when they came through and said, "Okay, we got to close." Oh, okay. It, and um, so that's where I finally woke up, and you know, I remember waking up with the sweats here and had the achy back, you know, just the pain in the neck. But I remember I called my doctor and. You know, the first question is like, do you have any trouble breathing? I go, no. They're like, goodbye. That's and they could have cared less. You know, right. I, I even asked my doctor, should I go get tested? He goes, no. So there, there's there's really no point. Um, the prescription will be the same whether you're positive or negative. Stay go home and rest, and and you're going to be fine. So take whatever you need over the counter, and that was it. So and he was right. Um, you know, was I sick? Yes, but I don't want to look overdo it. There are people in the hospital, so I don't want to you know right make it anything. But I, I knew I had it for sure because I remember there was that uh, I'd smelled some cinnamon. And I couldn't smell it. And I just thought, oh, maybe this is old. I just need to throw it out. And then the next week, I could smell it. And I went, that's strange. But I had it so early. That was before. That was one of the telltale signs. And then, of course, all over the news, it's, you know, if you can't smell it, I'm like, I have this thing. Yeah. So then I got an antibodies test just the day after this lab opened above a friend's chiropractic office. And they're like, you're positive for antibodies. I knew it. So that that was it. So then, okay, so that was back here in March. Uh, correct. Yeah. So you got here like the week before they shut everything down. The week of shutting everything. Yeah, down. basically. Yeah, because it was like the seventeenth. Yeah, it was, was around like St. Patrick's. Yeah, day. it was like the, within a couple of weeks. I think I went to the gym once, and I was in there when they closed. Like I said, and, oh, yeah. and that was it. And so you I brought it into the gym, on. is what you? I think I might have gotten it. <laughs> you're from the somebody else in the gym. Yeah, I think you're I think the I super spreader. Yeah, I gave it to everybody. Yeah. Well, I gave plasma three times. Does that get me off the hook? Okay. Yeah, you're allowed. By the way, if if anybody hears a rattle or something behind me, there's the furnace or the heater behind me, and it's a lot of wind. It seems to be rattling yeah, very, the pipes. So if you hear some rattling, that's what it is. Um, so I knew from being locked down and staring at social media for the last year that you might have gotten it here in March, but you were the guy that was gone most of anybody I knew yeah. in the past year. So how long did it lay you out here? And when did you get back on a plane again? Um, it, it was pretty much March through August, uh, April, May, June. Yeah, so about three, four months. That um, I was as miserable as everybody else. Then um, I just remember 
there was a girl who needed a place to stay, totally platonic, and uh, that she had, she was staying at my place. She said because I have that extra I have that extra bedroom. That's I said yeah, it's fine. I mean, we knew each other from before. She's Humble brag, man that, with two bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to brag. I've made it in life. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, so that, and I just remember we'd gotten in some argument over something stupid, and I just unloaded on her, just screaming like a loon over just absolute stupidity. That and I remember like this was it's you know. I apologize profusely, and to this day I feel guilty about it. She says, you have to stop apologizing. It's absurd. It, clearly, I was stressed out like everybody else. It, and I just, you know, like you, as you know, when you're used to being out alone. a lot and traveling. And alone. It, yeah, especially, <laughs> I, I understand. Okay, yeah, it's harder. To, you know, it, it, it's for, it was hard for everybody, obviously. It's, you know, but if you're used to being home most of the year, you travel a week or two a year. That's, uh, yeah. that's okay. They probably I, adjust better than we did. I've never been home this much. Yeah, it, it just drove me out of my mind, and, it, and I was just like, I have to get out of yeah. here. Like, and um, so that, that was like when I said, "Listen, Israel had done a pretty good job at the time. That they were essentially open. That, and um, you know, I do this tour there a couple of times where I bring comedians. So the plan was, well, listen, we can't do anything until you get here. Obviously, as a citizen, I could get in. I knew I could at least get in. Um, and even just traveling, you know, I went. Uh, I think it was L.A. to London, London to Switzerland, Switzerland to Israel, and just realizing the rules were everywhere, different everywhere I stopped. Uh, in Switzerland, you didn't have to wear a mask indoors. It's just they recommended you stay away from people. Like, yeah, stay three, four away, but you don't need a mask. And London, they were vicious on the masks. And then Israel, just the masks, uh, you don't have to wear them when you're exercising outside. But if you're not, wear them. And then indoors, yeah. so it was just, it was totally all over the place. It's, but I remember like landing in the Switzerland airport, you know, in Zurich, it's, and they wouldn't let me into the lounge because then technically you're in Switzerland because you had to pass through passport control to get to this lounge and then oh, you'd right. have to quarantine for two weeks. That you know, and then, so you have to stay over here. And but there was no one in the airport. It was just like weird. Yeah, I went downstairs. What month was this? This is August fourth. I flew out. Okay, still and, it, and yeah, yeah. And there weren't that, and there was limited flights, or were they just empty flights? Um, oddly enough, the, the, the flights, it depended on where you were going. Like from here to London, there was nobody on. That's pretty much. And I remember asking them, uh, my upgrade had come through. And, uh, <laughs> I remember I, you know, I'm sitting there in business and the, the flight attendants were like, we're kind of bored. Like there's nothing for us to do. You know, you're serving three, four people instead of 50. Um, so, and it, and although the flight from Switzerland to Israel was pretty crowded, uh, I take it back and it wasn't that crowded. Then, um, but then once I started flying from Israel, Almost every flight was packed. <laughs> so right. I think people had kind of, you know, the, the cabin fever had sort of set in at that point. But it's, again, this is August, so it's still really early um, in the game. And I think people were still trying to figure it out. But but, um, but if you weren't a citizen, if you didn't have an Israeli passport, you couldn't have gotten it. Correct. Yeah. That's, we were sort of playing it by ear. So when I landed, um, things were essentially open, but they were still leery of doing shows and gatherings. So you could have up to 40 people outdoors. So Israel has enough local talent. So I used, they're like, okay, Avi, why don't you, uh, you headline, and then we'll use some of the local guys here that, you know, there's some Americans that, that are moved there that are comics and some Israeli comics that can do their shows in English. I think, did you meet Yossi Tarablos? Yes. Yeah, so Yossi he, and uh, what was the other guy, the, uh, the younger guy? Benji Lovett, um, MC'd, and then there's a guy, Shachar Hassan. He's like a big yeah, star now. Shachar. Yeah, well, so we, Shachar. We went to their show. I met them with you in uh, 2011. Yes. Yeah. And I went to their show, and the late show started at like, Two in the morning, right? Or some yeah, crazy that's thing. does it. Yeah, that's, he oh. likes it. So he's like a huge deal now. But then he can perform in English. Yeah, but he's yeah. almost like too big to do my show. Like he's not going to do my my rinky dink. You know. So the first show, so we had arranged some in uh, this moshav, which was like a sort of a neighborhood community collector. And this one guy who had um, essentially a resort. He bought this house that he turned into a resort area, 
that and we were doing shows out there for like 40 people at a pop that and we would we wouldn't charge we would just ask for donations at the end but obviously they're inviting like the bigger donors and that so we did that that and um then israel began to lock down you know we did as many shows as we could we did a few in like a courtyard in jerusalem and we right. did one in a guy's backyard you know that's we were doing whatever we could but all outdoors yeah yeah all outdoors i mean we, we weren't allowed to do anything indoors right so and uh, the, the question is that, that were they going to trend towards opening or trend towards closing and as cases would rise and fall you know everything was just up in the air so that's and then they trended towards closing and then they made the big announcement right before the high holidays we're going to lock down it's, and Yossi actually calls me and said, get out. Um, <laughs> as nothing is more depressing than Tel Aviv with this buzz of energy. And it goes from that to nothing. It's because during the big lockdown when they had it in April, that, you know, he remembers. So he's just like, get out of here. If you can get out, get out. And, and you know, and to someone who had the antibody, I didn't, you know, I had no fear really of traveling. I wasn't worried about it. That, well, if um, you were you weren't worried about it, but your places where you could go were pretty limited. Correct. Yeah. That, so Israel at the time, that, they had a, a green list. They had... A place of countries, these countries are green, and you can go there and return and not have to quarantine. So that's, that was the big thing. When I landed in Israel, uh, I, I with the antibodies, as someone in the government had said, I'll get you out of it. Like, is just bring the proof, bring proof from the lab, from the hospital, which I did. It's, I even had a card that was saying, you're due to come in and donate again on August 4th, which was the day I was leaving. So it's Cedars-Sinai, which is super duper strict about, the, you know, you can only give it once a month. So I was going to go back. They wanted me to come back that day. So clearly the antibody count wasn't a problem. And um, they, I landed and Israel was like, great, go screw yourself. Like they could have cared less. You know, you had to do a PCR <laughs> test. I don't even know what that was. I've had, I think, 16 of them since. But at the time, I didn't know what it was. And uh, so I had to go into quarantine. But I got out of it. A prominent family like helped me. And they sent somebody to my apartment, gave me the PCR test. And then they hooked that in with the Ministry of Health and the government. And then I get a text from them saying, from the Ministry of Health, you're free to go. You're fine. Uh, so it's even a family that did it exactly what they were supposed to. They got a PCR test before they left, had a private physician meet them at the airport, and they still had to quarantine for four days. It wasn't supposed to be there at all. So it, it again, it's everybody was adjusting on the fly. So it was just a big bureaucratic mess, and it still is uh, to a point. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's know. a new. Yeah, it's everybody's. It's a new know, virus. I mean, yeah, we're all going to learn. You know, in a couple you know, of years, you know, there'll be some coordination. I think, but yeah, that's, uh, hopefully that's. We we're all making this shit up as we again. go along. Right? Yeah, that's, I, it's that was certainly true. And uh, yeah, with numerous flights. So where did you go? On. You went to Russia. Yes, Russia came later. That that, that was. So what one was of the, the first trip out of the Israel? First, let me see if I can do this in order. Uh, it, off the top of my head, it was uh, it was Greece, Bulgaria, Serbia, um, Dubai. Uh, Ukraine, Turkey, Russia. That's in that order, I think. It's, wow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's, okay. It was pretty much once every few weeks. The, you know, it's, as long as Israel was pulling their lockdown crap and things weren't back to normal, I'm like, all right, it's, I'm out of here. So, and, that, and once they made every country red, you know, when they had the Abraham Accords and Israel had peace with Dubai, so it's like for politics reasons, they weren't going to quarantine anybody who went to Dubai and came back. The rates there were pretty low anyway. That, but like a bunch of Israelis came back with COVID from Dubai. So after that, they said, okay, that's it. Uh, every country's red. If you leave and come back, it's red. That's it. Unless you have uh, what's called an Ishur Machlin, basically a medical pass saying that you've had it and recovered and have the antibodies. That's, but so that's, I had to go get a serological test showing that I still had the antibodies, which I did. And then you have to get a, uh, a doctor to sign off on it. And I had a doctor from the medical task force on Corona sign off on it. 
And that still didn't help me when I got back from the Ukraine. They're like, we don't see you in the system. You know, I was like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. And then like it was rectified within a day or two. But they're like, you have to go into quarantine. But we know this is a screw up. Like they even admitted it at the airport. Like it's it's just, you know, they're like, we can't find you in the system. I go, can't find me in the system. And I scrolled through my phone and showed her all the texts I'd gotten from the Ministry of Health going negative, 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 negative. And she's like, we know, we're sorry. And they, were, they were really nice about it. That, but, you know, it was still, it's, you know, again, it's like you said, we're just sort of, people are winging it. So, so. where you get, when you get to Greece, what, is this October by this time? Or? This was uh, September. Perfect time. Did, did, Perfect yeah. time to be, did you go to the islands? Yes, I did. I went to, the question is like, which one? The, the, yeah. Here's what I learned about Greece. The funny thing is no matter where you tell people what island you went to, they're like, oh, you should have gone to this one. I'm like, yeah, there are a thousand of them. I'm not going to cover yeah. it. Like, it's, you know, I went to five. I went to five of them. Yeah, I did too. And I did, I wasn't sure where I was going. As you know me, I'm a little bit anor when it comes to the schedules That's and being like on you. time and not at all. It's, and But it was it was a fun challenge for me as someone who is used to like being you know, on time and, you know, planning things out and knowing where I'm going. And I was sort of, I, I just wrote down, I was like, I was going to meet myself mentally halfway. Like I'll plan when I'm going, when I'm coming back. It's, but in the middle, let's not go nuts and plan everything to a T. So the guys at the first hotel that I stayed at, that uh, I asked because I was going to be there over like the high holidays, you know, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which is kind of a big deal. So it's, I'd coordinated with, I'd gotten in touch with the rabbi and the Chabad in Athens and everything. And my friend's friend said, it's, talk to this guy. Everybody stays at this particular hotel called the Neen and Bal. Give him a plug. And <laughs> I think it was Giorgio and Giorgios and Georgia. I like everybody named that. It's, right. Is there. It's, and this guy who's like super nice. <laughs> Spiro, it's, yeah, Nick, Pete, Yeah, Nicholas Gus. and Nick and Nicholas. <laughs> so, um, it's, so he goes, uh, and we'll, after the holidays, after the holidays over, I'll sit with you like in the front and, and you, you tell me your schedule and where you need to be and let's find a spot so he picked uh uh idra and spetsis were the two islands that i went to hmm. and um that he just said based on your routes and where you need to be back and what time and all that stuff and you're coming back friday on this time and i had to go back to the synagogue and then it was yom kippur and all that. So he goes this, this will make the most sense these two are close to each other and they're both big big spots and okay it, um you know so yeah it was great and i was still using it at that point i still had enough points on the you know all these points on the visa card that i never really use i know it, um, so that it's never done i think those would come in handy but um it's when you need them oh yeah help. it was great it was great did uh, so you never did the big like uh, Mykonos or, or um, Santorini? Or I, I didn't, did, but uh, I have a ninety something dollar credit on Aegean Airlines, and if these jerks <laughs> think I'm not going to find a way to use it, they, oh yeah, yeah, because I, I had a show actually last Levine, Passover. It's not a big flight. You might no, no, it. it's it's quick, and that's the yeah. thing. Because I, I was supposed to perform in Greece over last Passover at these resorts. Oh. I had two shows in Greece, and those were canceled. Obviously, so it's you know you try to get your money back, and the airlines are like, yeah, we'll deal with it in half a year. You know they could have cared less, and I was like, can I just have the money? They're like, nope, here's a flight credit. I'm like, because they know you're probably not going to use it. It's, but if anyone is stupid enough to try on my upcoming <laughs> trip, uh, it's me. So it's you know I might hit those next time. That's the beauty of Greece is that there's so much to see. So you went to Bulgaria um, and Serbia after that, yeah. Because I've never been to either of those. I've been to Croatia. Oh, I was surprised because I know you've been everywhere. I've been yeah. to Croatia five times, but I haven't been to Serbia yeah, or, or Bulgaria. I performed. I did uh, Dubrovnik, but I just performed there again over a Passover yeah. program. But um, Dubrovnik is nice. I mean, you know what? You were lucky. You probably went there, or did you? So you did go to Croatia. I did, but not this year. Okay, I'd gone years ago. Yeah, the problem is just too um, touristy. That's, yeah, that's, it's, I wasn't. It was a little bit too nippy actually to swim the ocean. It was like just getting yeah, warm okay. at that point, but it, it's, it was still too cold. But Greece was nice. It was sort of like the end of the warm season. No, that's when I went and, in um, September. That's the best time to go to yeah, anywhere so in, the, says, in the Mediterranean. Yeah, because once the August crowds go back. Yeah, because everybody was gone. It was still warm enough to swim. The water's and, still and warm. At the same time, not only that, with the COVID, there was hardly anybody. That's around. what I mean. You you got to you know, see it. Was great. it. 
probably with I want to ask you what was open. I mean, it must have been limited uh, hotels Greece, and limited um, everything was open in Greece. Like you the didn't. Shuttles, I remember the, the uh, ferries too. Between yeah, them. yeah, all that stuff is yeah. There's no problems. Uh, there were rumors that they were possibly going to lock down, but it was like a week or something after I was going to leave, they were talking about it. And I don't know whether they ever did or not. Um, but the, it's their rates were consistently low. Um, and I think we see why now that it's, you know, being outside helps. So I think that yeah. there, um, you know, that's probably why then, you know, in Athens it's, uh, you've been to Athens, correct? And yep. them, you know, so like everything there is sort of outdoors anyway, like even the shops, it's like that garage sort of opening door. And it's very few people mm-hmm. are sort of indoors. They would ask you like, if you went deep into, so oh, do you mind putting on a mask? This, but half people were doing half weren't because everything was outside anyway. It's, I remember getting off the train and being like, oh, my God, it's like civilization again. Like, it feels weird. Um, but it know. must have been, like, all locals. Oh, yeah, mostly. You know, that's so it's weird. Like not, yeah, there was very, very, yeah. that's, that's the thing. I remember See going. the ruins. And, oh, yeah, I went to the Parthenon, and it, it's like there was no one there. Oh, that's cool. It's like me and, like, 10, 15 people. That's it. It's, and I was just like, normally they're like, oh, yeah, there are lines out the door. Like, you can't, you know. It's, it's like I had the place to myself almost, you know. it's Yeah, you, you'll you never go, get that experience again. Yeah, that you had to go looking for a tourist to, like, take a you know to take a photo <laughs> so it was just one of those strange that's which did not help when i was on uh Spetsis and ate it on an electric bike oh no and, yeah i fell and uh like gashed up my hands and my you know it, it was bad it, and not really bad thank god i avoided any head stuff that and of course then afterwards i posted the photos of my hands bandaged up and everything and my wrist hurting and, and my friends like oh yeah they were calling those bikes they're super dangerous i'm just like yeah thanks for telling me and I, yeah. that's, you know i wanted the four-wheeler and the guy was like i went to one place he wouldn't give it to me because he he's like, I don't know if your American license is, if I can do that. And then the hotel told me, no, that's wrong. He can. And then I went to another place and the guy was out of the four. Well, I did specifically because I knew they were safer. And the only thing in my head, it was like, you guys, oh, I have the electric bikes. And you see plenty of people riding them. That he's, I was like, well, at least I'm saving a bunch of money. I guess that's fine. And then, you know, and I remember making a video while I was on the beach going, and here's my electric bike. This is probably the smartest thing I did. I can see the whole island. And then splat, you know, like one minute later, yeah. God's going, really? They're really that really smart, <laughs> Avi. Uh, so then, I rented um, a four-wheeler the, in uh, the, uh, one of the Greek islands. Yeah, and that's, that's the yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I bumped into some Brits, and they're like, it's, oh, yeah, you have to do this tomorrow. So it was like kind of nice. I was like, people were making my schedule for me in mm-hmm. a sense. I just, uh, you know, I was just winging it. But, so you um, go from like... You know, Israel, where there's always rules. Yeah, just bureaucracy is the Greeks, worst, where they're like, eh, maybe there's rules. Yeah. They, and then you like, go eh. to like Serbia and Bulgaria, where there's either a lot of rules or there's absolutely it's, it's interesting, no rules. Uh, this, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, in Bulgaria, there was like, you didn't feel it at all. That, you know, yeah. I mean, walking in the hotels, even that, some hotels, like they would say, do you mind putting on your mask? Like, you'd forget, you know, you wake up, then you're going to breakfast, then you walk out. That um, I was in, uh, Here's the other beauty is at the time when I was traveling, it's, you know, no one's traveling to these places. Who the hell goes to Bulgaria? And it was starting to get cold out. Number one, no yeah. one's traveling to Bulgaria, COVID or no COVID during that time of year. It's just not busy. And you add COVID to the mix. So it's, I'm staying at the Intercontinental Sofia for like so few points, relatively yeah. speaking. That, and um, I just think they're happy to have people there. And so oh, I think yeah. in that hotel once, a woman, oh, do you mind putting the mask from the wall? I, I, it, but it's, that's the only time when I remember it. Um, and then, so I went to Sophia and like you, I, friends of friends, I would just sort of post on Facebook, help, I'm going here and there. And everybody would always, somebody would know somebody who had either been there or knew somebody who was there. Um, and that really helped. So I had a friend, my, met this guy, Maxim, who showed me around. 
Um, he was like the head of the local Jewish synagogue. I lose all the Jew connections. Every right. every Jew connection I could find, I used. Oh, yeah. Um, They're everywhere. So, and, yeah. And, um, as hard so, as they try, they yeah. can't get rid of them. So and he was actually very proud. He showed me the one monument. Look, Bulgaria never sent their Jews to the, Hol- to no, the concentration yeah. camps. Look at that. That's, you know, so was, um, so that's, they worked hard to not do that, which was nice. And then just, but like in the middle of the week, I didn't know where I was going. So a friend of mine, they said you should go to Plovdiv. Like that's, that's a must. Uh, and it's like the fifth or sixth oldest city in the world. And that, it's, that was totally surprising to me because the beauty of Bulgaria, it's been, you know, from communist to the Ottoman Empire to democracies to his. So it's got kind of a, a cool mix of everything. It's, I remember I was in Plovdiv and I see this packed baklava and tea shop, just packed. It's all outdoor seatings. And I'm just like, well, I guess this is full for a reason. It's, and it's like this one family that owns it in the home had recipes. I'm just like, the best I've ever had. That, and, really? Um, yeah, uh, just outstanding. And you're a pastry man. And, yeah, and you, you wouldn't figure Bulgaria is where I'm going for, for <laughs> you know, for baklava. But it, it, yeah. it was just, but yeah, it's like the Ottomans were there for forever. So oh, everything. It's one it's of those just, things. And then the Romans. Were, yeah, the, the Roman you know, ruins. They, you walk around the corner, then there's that. And I remember walking outside, and they had these like community dances going on. I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Tel Aviv. Yeah, um, you know, on Saturdays they would do that down at the beach and stuff. So it's it was it was very nice to sort of be in a in an open free society. In Bulgaria, oddly enough, it's in Plovdiv, when you'd go in the shops, they were strict about the masks. They're they're like, yeah, no, you got to put it on before you come in. Mm-hmm. It's, um, so it's but outside you wouldn't see it at all. Um, and then when I was in Serbia, I met a friend, Stefan, my friend's friend. He's a physician there. It's and another friend of mine, Daryl. That, and um, so he took me out and, you know, you show you the drinks. And then that, um, I asked myself, what about the master? He goes, they would basically revolt here. And if they made you wear them outdoors, no one's going to do it. That's, it, it. It just, that's why a lot of it was just cultural. Um, you know, they're like, they're not going to. So it's, and in terms of lockdowns, it was interesting. So um, when I got back and then I did uh, Ukraine. So they said Ukrainian Christmas is January 6th. They're Eastern, Eastern Orthodox. So in Russian Orthodox, their Christmas is later. So they were going to lock downs based on certain rates, but they're like, we know no one will do it uh, because of Christmas. So we're, we're going to do it on the 7th. So I was like, oh, okay. So that means mm-hmm. I have until the 6th. So, you know, yeah. so it's kind of like they're kind of telling them, like, I was like, I don't know what scientific study this is based on, but it's, they just, it's, you know, they know, it's like my friend Stefan said, he said, they're just not going to do it. So it's a stupid, but like they would close at 1 a.m. or I, no, sorry, excuse me, 11 p.m. I think in Serbia was like a, a curfew. Okay. That's, I don't know why that would matter the hour or two here and there, but um it's as opposed to they were it was interesting serbian in 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 serbia they were very defensive it's about how late they normally stay up they're like you should just know normally we're out till like 3 a.m man it's we party we eat here and then we got and party again and it's he it's he basically said people would show up it's like at midnight at various places like there are places that open after other places close yeah it's and just go all night like it's that's just part of the culture there yeah um, and I, I did check out the comedy scene also so it's you know when I was there <laughs> I met sort of the the Mitzi Shore of Serbia <laughs> oh really <laughs> yes he's in charge of the club and I think it was like a the club was called like Cohen or something it was like a real Jewish name or something but uh, <laughs> it was which was funny it was based on some author there it's but it was like the Serbian night okay so. And oddly enough, that woman saw me. She was in Dubai when I was there and came to the show I did there. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And everybody said it was the worst audience of the week. So just my... It did was you, one of those... Like, you should have been here last week. <laughs> you know, what? How, was the, uh, how was the English? Uh, where in uh, Dubai? Oh, you do, we, was, did you do the show in English or in Hebrew? The, the, which one? In, in Serbia. The, oh, Serbia, I just watched. No, oh, you it was watched, like a so Serbian night. It was like one guy who was headlining. That, and um, but it's, it's it was a nice audience. Like a, they, it was full-ish. I would say it's, it's, it's not a club. It's like a it wasn't a comedy club per se. It's like a restaurant sort of that has a stage and it's, but okay. it's, it was really nice. Isn't it amazing though? Like 
I felt this when I went to Tel Aviv and I saw Hassan's show. Yeah, yeah, and Yossi's. Yeah, Shahar, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, and then I saw a comedy club in uh, Buenos Aires in Argentina as well, and that show was all in Spanish. Right. And the one in Israel was all in Hebrew. Didn't understand a word of each, but you know, if you do what we do long enough, I could see what they were doing. You know, just by their style. Oh, yeah, everything absolutely. Else. Like, I was getting it, but I, you know, I didn't get it, but I got it. You turn you to know? this guy. This guy's a hack. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I've seen <laughs> this bit before, yeah. and I don't even know what he's saying. Yeah, but you could tell. But I know. It's, oh, yeah, absolutely. The it's, style just translates. Yeah, when I was in Russia, the, it's, the guy said they had just finished their all-Spanish show. It's in the English one was right after that. Okay. And so I found that interesting. You know, it's it's really was this, such an international city. I, you know, you would never figure that. But um, I told you about the the show I did in Berlin, didn't I? It's, no, but I did shows in Berlin too. What's your remind? Uh, maybe I've got the woman's it's name for you. One. It's, oh, did I give her the, the Australian woman? Right, uh, Kim. Yeah, it was Kim uh, Eustace, I think. Yes, Eustace. yes. And uh, I did the show. Yeah, she had a great audience there. From what I remember, it was great. It was an English comedy night. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. But I followed a guy. I must have told you the story. I'm this sure, I'm sure. Yeah, but, but remind me, I want to hear it again. <laughs> and uh, I followed a, a, a English guy who went up dressed as Hitler. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and sang uh, Sinatra songs and called himself Frank Sinatzi. <laughs> I love the name. You can't, you can't beat the name. Frank Sinatzi. That's hysterical. Dressed as Hitler in That's Berlin. That's right. And uh, killed. No, I'm sure he did. Uh, and I was just, yeah. And I came back and, and was like, first of all, I'm, you know, here I am. I just show up in town. Right. I, I, you did know, they I take know. the break in between you and, and this guy? There was a little I know, bit of a break. That that's was, sort of the English an MC method. Yeah. And, uh, or compare or whatever they call right, it. Right. Yeah. Whatever they called it. And, uh, but I did go, uh, he came off, and you know, I'm talking to this guy, here he is, still in now sweaty uh, <laughs> Hitler, and I was like, you got balls, friend, because uh, to do that here... Did he have like the swastika band on his arm and the whole thing? He might have, yeah. That's hysterical. Uh, which I thought was illegal. I didn't even know you yeah, could do Yeah, I don't do think it. you can display it publicly. I, I think that's the rule or something. And I was just... That's, yeah, I, that's, I had a joke about that, you know, I was like... Because the first time I went on was Berlin in that club. I think it was the Kookaburra Comedy Club. Yes. And yeah, because yeah. Kim was from Australia. I remember it was packed. Right? And she... It was fun room. It was yeah, fun. it was fun. She had... It was interesting. She'd have like a singer and then like a, a break dancer and then a comic. And then it, I was just like... I was like, oh, this is cabaret. Like she's bringing back what was around in the 30s. Mm-hmm. She would kind of dress that way. Like she'd come out. I remember it's <laughs> yeah, like the Nazis. feather thing. And, she is bringing back the yeah, 30s. That's, it's, yeah, there you go with the Nazi back there. <laughs> and um, I remember it was... Um, that I had one joke and I wasn't sure like, can I do this? Yeah. And I figured like, I'm just going to pull the comics back here. And a couple of the German guys like, oh yes, you should definitely do that joke. And I'm just like, all right, are they setting me up here? And I do a joke about um, you know taking the trains... Uh, in Berlin, they're on an honor system. Like, so if you're American, it's free. Yeah. Like, and that would get a cra- you know, a chuckle. And then, so I said, like, I asked my buddies, anyone ever check? He goes, well, every now and then they have these officials, and this is true. They're dressed like plain clothes cops, and they have these little PDFs like attached to their hip. And if they'll ask you for your ticket, and if you don't have one, it's like a sixty euro fine, like right there on the spot. Yeah, and I, I met a guy more. I mean, it's it's, it's a, yeah. I, think I want to say it was like in the hundreds that the, it it's enough to scare the hell out of people. Yeah, I mean, I talked to, to one pay. guy there, and, and I remember, and it, um, he had said it's it's sort of understood, like the taxes are so high here 
that a lot of us don't do that. And I mean, he said that the couple times you or I get caught, it's still cheaper for me to just pay the fines. Um, so he said they're not super strict. But my, the joke I did about it, I said, well, does anyone ever check? He goes, well, every now and then they'll send these officials down. And, you know, and I, I said, like, you know, I wonder what would I say if I ever got stopped by some, you know, German official. Yeah, excuse me, you have to pay. I'm like, yeah, I'm Jewish. We've paid enough. That, that, you know, I think I get a few more rides for free coming my way. And I said, and it got a huge laugh, but bigger than it should have. Uh, and I just think they were like, oh, we better laugh at that one. Yeah, you know, it, it yeah. was just one of those. Overcompensated. Yeah, I think that, it, um, you know, so it was one of those. Right, you know, right. apparently it's fine to do because it's, you know, they want to show how understanding they are. <laughs> so it's. So um, now you're going on. You got to Serbia when? By the, are we in October, November now? Or? Yeah, that, so we're going into that. I mean, and then it's, it's interesting because I was supposed to be in Israel. Uh, the original plan was for uh, a couple of weeks, the two, three weeks, which turned into almost eight months. Where were uh, you saying? Seven months. Uh, ah, Yossi's so that's basement? basement? Uh, no, there's a friend of mine, my buddy Adam. So he works in tech, that, and he had come to LA to see his mom, that, and he works remotely and on the phones. You know, I know his hours in Israel are crazy. He works for an American company. That, and, um, that's when everything got nuts, like when it got really bad when they're closing everything. And it, and um, so he he was just staying here. And then he's helping out his mom. And um, so then he realized, he goes, well, I'm not going to go back and do two weeks of quarantine. That just sounds miserable to me. And so he was just like, you might as well. And he hadn't been in his apartment for almost six months. So I remember I got there in August and I turned on the air conditioner. It was blowing hot. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, oh, crap. He's like, yeah, I've been there in half a year. You know, and you're like, you're turning on the water, waiting for it to like not have brown <laughs> stuff. And, you know, so, and I was just staying in his place uh, the whole time. That then, you know, I mean, I obviously I paid for the, um, you know, any of the utilities I covered. That, and then I, he was moving out. He was tired of paying. His apartment is like in dead center, like in a great location. Every oh, every nice. time I would say he's here, like, oh, what a great spot. That, and um, but he was sick and tired of paying what he was paying, and not being there for almost a year. So he did. He wanted to end his lease. So I basically moved out his whole apartment. We have a mutual friend who lives under this big high rise around the corner, and he has this huge storage unit downstairs. Uh, and we moved. I moved his whole apartment into that guy's storage place. And then I used Airbnb like the last month and a half, basically. Okay. So, but stayed in, staying in Tel Aviv the whole time. Yeah, yeah, stayed in Tel Aviv. The, Tel Aviv was just going to be Israel. The fact that it's close to things that I can travel to, that you know, yeah. is going to be my base. Wouldn't if I'm back here, where am I going? Mexico, and that's it. And you know, right, right. So, it, um, you know, so that was it. And I just um, so that, yeah, and the, 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 that was Bulgaria, and then Serbia um, was basically Serbia, and then Israel started there. Um, that Serbia was going to turn red on this particular day after a bunch of us were there already. So it's like we had to change, like I had to change my return by a day to come back earlier. It, and um, so I did that. It, it, so, it, it, so you know, back at least I've been on, but yeah. Okay. So then I got back to Israel and then it's, it's okay, so now there's no quarantine on that end. It, and then, it, um, you know, what else is, is, is green? It, so that was both Serbia. And then, um, yeah, so then, then Dubai was green for politics reasons. Like, so then I went to Dubai. Oddly enough, when I went to Dubai the first time, or tried to, they wouldn't let me on the plane. I still haven't been. No, it's great. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's if you were to tell a 10-year-old, go make up a city in the future, like that's right, what they right. would make. Um, you know, it's, it's a just, shiny it's, mall, it Yeah, it's, it's a little bit silly. Right. And oddly enough, the hotels were cheap. Like I stayed in a five-star, not over-the-top crazy Dubai, but like the Jumeirah Lakes Towers, a very nice hotel. It was like 65 bucks a night or something. And it was nothing, but everything else is expensive. Yeah, like it, you order an Uber, and it's like fifty-five bucks to go around. Like a white Lexus picks you up. That's <laughs> but to go around the corner is expensive. Like oh, okay. it's it's pricey. Um, it's and like then, Vegas. It reminds me of Vegas. Yeah, very when similar. Seen, from when I, yeah, Vegas. Even, with, I just went through the airport, and even then, yeah, I was like, one. yeah, it's like a big mall. Yeah, so it's a really high end. It's all just it's, glitz. Yeah, that's and what flash. It is. 
It's exactly what it is. Totally artificial, but like in a fun way. I didn't mind it. But I would take the Metro back and forth. And the cool thing about Dubai is everything is English. Yeah. It's four out of five people are not Emiratis. So I actually had one joke that I was going to do there, but again, I was afraid that it would be too offensive. But I did it in Moscow because all the Russians go to Dubai a lot because nice beaches and everything. And they exploded laughing at this when I I said, the, the guys who invented Dubai, you know, who came up with Dubai are the are geniuses because the country's only been around since the 70s uh, because they got together and realized, you know, we're going to make a brand new Arab country, but uh, let's not have so many Arabs. It's not like it works out so well when we get together. Because I've said, like, how racist is that? It, yeah. And they, it's, they lost their minds. And it, it, it was, uh, but it was, when I first got there, they wouldn't let me on the plane because I didn't have permission from the Dubai government to fly. That's because I'd booked it through my visa. It's, and not through directly through Fly Dubai. It's, oh. I'm just like, how am I supposed to know this? And they're like, well, you're not, but too bad for you. And it was just, but I was so frustrated. I rebooked right there in the airport <laughs> for like the following week, it's, mm. which was over Hanukkah, which ended up being a blessing in disguise because they, they had a big Hanukkah party at the bottom of the Burj Khalifa and other friends were there. I got to go to Atlantis, and, <laughs> which I normally wouldn't have done. It, um, you know, so it's, in the end, it was, uh, you know, it was nice, but it was very disappointing when I first showed up and they wouldn't let me on the plane. I'm like, what? You know, yeah. Israelis in line behind me were on my side. That's I did that on stage. Let me repeat that. Israelis in a <laughs> line behind me were like, that's not fair. That's you. Know, they were all screaming yeah. at the lady. She's like, I'm sorry, I can't let you on. It was just uh, it was so frustrating. But if they say if four out of five aren't natural Emiratis, it's one of those things, though, that, uh, you know, a big chunk of those foreigners are, are the ones that are doing all the work. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. They're all like Pakistanis and... <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, and it's mostly like Indians, Indians Pakistanis. Yeah. You have a lot of Brits, um, you know, outside of the... Ca- if you remove the cab driving situation, that's mm. a lot of Filipinos, uh, a yeah. lot chunk of Russians, uh, you know. But I would say that as far as the Anglos goes, it's mostly British. Like the plugs in the, sure. in the hotels are British. Yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, it's, you know, everything, all the announcements are in a British accent, like on everything. Well, yeah, so. like when they want... Sun, which they need after a while. There's only they have limited places they can go for a right, quick. Yeah, they'll go for a long weekend to Dubai. I mean, oh like, yeah, the, the, my my friend like uh, flights from Manchester. Yeah, Sharice, who showed me around, <laughs> she's like Egyptian Coptic, but she has a, you know she grew up in England. You know she has a British accent, so yeah. it's uh, so you know she knows Arabic and and English. But um, it's yeah, the people selling you like your tickets on the mon- on you know on the, the on the on the metro. It's it's a Filipino lady. She doesn't know Arabic. Right. You know yeah. everything is done in English. It's just you don't even ask do you know English. Like it's just assumed. How long were you there? Uh, Dubai, I think it was like um, about five days, something like that. Okay. And uh, it's, they had a big, you know, Friday night Jewish thing, like at the hotel, the address hotel. There must have been 300 people there. It's, and this Emirati guy walks up. And it's, and it's weird because you have these, you know, you have the Chabad guy, you know, the, the Orthodox Jews, that, that, you know, that look it, that look the part. They're dressed in black and the white shirts and the yeah, Chabad yeah. emissaries, basically. They, they'll, they flew a bunch of these kids in from New York to help out, these young guys in their 20s. To help with the dinners and help with and with everything, that's and they said everywhere we go because they're so obviously Jewish at looking on, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, obviously. He said they the black hats, the, the yeah, whole thing, and all thing. Yeah, and he said we'd walk out and people were stopping us everywhere, like locals, Emiratis, going, "Thank you for coming. This is great. We love seeing you here. This is more peace." And it's, uh, it's one guy actually. When I went up to the table to register, that's you had to get this like black wristband to like let you into the dinner because there were so many people. That, and this Emirati in the full garb walks up. He goes, I just want to say it is great having you here and seeing you in my country. Welcome. He goes, can I have one of those? He just wanted a souvenir. And the young guys were like, well, we're supposed to give him to the people at dinners. I go, you think he's coming in to eat? Give him the, the wristband. <laughs> he doesn't care. Like he could buy this whole dinner himself. Right. Like just get, you know. Well, what, so that's, it was very nice. So now, I mean, you have, as opposed to like say most, you know, as, as, as opposed to the Russians and the Brits going in. Right. You 
go in with a little more baggage in the Middle East. Yeah, that's with well, an Israeli passport. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's the funny thing know, is that it's my flight made the news that um, it just total fluke. That's, but everybody said that you know when you're in Israel, you have to use your Israeli passport. So I asked other friends of mine, Israel, you know, a bunch of Israelis have been going back and forth to Dubai for years. It's, it's not really, you know, there's a synagogue there and it's, it's not like you were Jewish and you couldn't come in. It was, you know, in business and stuff. That's why I think the peace treaty was sort of easy. It's, it was sort of in play already. It wasn't really a big deal. Um, but it, they said, listen, it's, when you get to Dubai, just it's better. Use your American passport. Just be easier. I went, OK. So right. I remember I landed and, you know, the the. The airport in Dubai is just enormous. It's just enormous. It's, and very nice. And it's, you know, they have it very planned out. You have these guys that are standing there, Emiratis that are this way, and then walk this way, and then another guy will point you this way. And those guys are getting paid God knows how much, <laughs> which right. is probably part of the family. And, and um, so I sort of got lost in the middle. You, know, you know, I saw there was like a lounge. If you were staying at the Jumeirah Lakes Towers, you could go into this lounge and that you know wash up and have some a drink and take it. So I did that, you know, and took it easy. And then um, that's as I walk through. That I go. Uh, where do I go for? They go. I have an American. Oh, they go over there. You're an American. I, I have an American passport. Go go over there in that line. There was no line. That this guy he just scanned your passport and out I go. Then all of a sudden in the news that's. Israeli flight stopped for five hours at airport and put in I was just like it was like is that the flight I got that's the flight I was on I didn't go through that it's but all the other yeah, guys oh, they were using yeah. their Israelis and it was like a screw up that and I remember it made the news the 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 Dubai government sent a huge apology letter like we're so clearly like one of the higher ups was like you idiots like we're, right. you know, we're in the middle of trying to PR this thing you know in a good way and you dummies like stop that you know it like made the news yeah. I was like that would have been I would have missed my trip to the Atlantis because my oh. friend Mimi calls me, hey, we're going. You want to go? I go, sure. Is it uh, the same know, so. Atlantis people that are in uh, the Bahamas? Yeah, and, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, I recognize so. a lot of the same rides and everything. Right. That's, but it's interesting. Like, the big I was, water like, slide. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, like I had my phone with me. I'm just like, where do I put my phone? My friend Mimi, her friend, name is escaping me, she lives in Abu Dhabi. And her husband is an attorney there. And they were, uh, so it's, they're stationed there for like a few years or something. And it's, I said, it's, you know, Abu Dhabi is like an hour and a half, maybe a two hour drive or something. And it's, I said, "Why well, do you have my phone?" She's like, "Oh, you could leave your phone on the chair. No one will touch it." What she's was like, the mask there is situation? No crime here. That's, what was the mask situation in Dubai? Oddly enough, in Dubai they want you to wear it uh, outside that, and all over the place, unless you're sitting down eating and drinking, and that's not a big deal. That and um, but I would see like the few Emiratis I did see, they'd have it kind of around their chins. That them, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they're not going to tell them what to do. That's one, one big guy. So, and then in the malls, they would wear it that, um, you know, but it's sometimes you'd get a tap on the shoulder if it was like, you know, if you're talking it, it slides down below your nose. It's every now and then they'd tap you. But it, she told me in Abu Dhabi, they'd find you. Like they'd come up and be like, okay. okay, you're in trouble. Like it's more, they're more strict. They're more religious there. It's a different, it's a different royal family. So it's, they're a little more yeah. stringent. It, um, but Dubai, it's, they'd actually wear outside, but it's, you know, I mean, it's, you're at the beach a lot and you're in water parks and it's you don't have to wear it walking from place to place there. It wasn't, okay. but you do have to wear it outside oddly enough into such a hot environment, but it wasn't too vicious when I was there. This is, um, this is the time during a pandemic when the, uh, the women in the, in the burqas, yeah, yeah, veils, no big deal for them. Yeah. Time to shine. This is, yeah, it's what's a bit Finally, we're, we've been no waiting. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> thousand years. See, they, not see? so much fun, is it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah but that's so, Yeah, you, you wouldn't see too many of those women there, oddly enough. That, yeah. You know, so it's it's very few. In normal times, um there's obviously places that you cannot go with an Israeli pass. You can't right. get in, right? Correct. Um how many countries are those? I mean what I'm assuming, I mean, the obvious it's, ones like Iran. Or, nowhere I think that I would go without an American passport either. That, I mean, you know, it's not like I'm rushing to, 
you know, Syria or anything or Iraq right, or right. I mean, I mean you know, but I now, mean, but I what's um, I, I mean, would say obviously most of the Arab countries, but even those, a lot of them now, a lot of the Gulf, the, the Gulf states you can go to now. That was interesting. Right, though, that's what I mean. That's why I'm surprised. It, like, it I don't know what switch. Dubai and UAE. Yeah, that, it, it was a switch because I would always use my American passport, that, but never did my Israeli passport. I would never think. Of course. Using my Israeli passport would come, come in more handy than my American, but it did this time twice. Um, because of quarantine. It, um, not even that. It's it just, it, you know, you can't, um, one with Turkey. You know, and Israel and Turkey have their issues too, but uh, it's they're so close, and I think they used to have a ton of tourism together that they just—I don't know—maybe they haven't updated it. I flew out of Israel through Turkey. Yeah, and uh, Turkish Airlines is what I use the most. Yeah, uh, they're pretty much gamers. They don't, you know, it was always Israel to Istanbul, and then where wherever. Yep, that's that's most what I did. of the time. Uh, Lufthansa was a lot also, and um, it's interesting because when I flew Lufthansa, you don't need a PCR test in transit, and then Turkey. That um, that's getting into Ukraine. You did, and I didn't have one, so I, I used an old one. And thank God she didn't look at the date. It's, but I had a serological test, so I was like, "This is better than a PCR test." Like this shows that I. That's but you know just the bureaucracy. And then the day I landed in Ukraine, I called Turkish Airlines to go. Do I need to get one before? I like, oh no, we just got rid of that rule. I was just like, okay, well, great. That you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. it was so frustrating. Just the bureaucracy of it all was just a pain in the neck. But um, it's no, you couldn't get into Russia on an American passport. Period. You can. Israel and Russia are good buddies. So that, that um, you know, to a point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you can use your Israeli passport. So that's how I got into okay. that one. Um, you and, know, so. And you don't need uh, a visa. Um, no, they weren't giving out visas. That's, but no, with an Israeli passport, you can stay up you to 30 days in. without a visa. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what you're, you're, they weren't letting anyone in who wasn't a Russian citizen. So the question is, how did I get into there? So I made a quote-unquote doctor's appointment. That then uh, and you I was and able to get in. You got shady doctors writing you notes. Yeah, that's, like, well, this, Epstein's oddly enough, mother. That's what, what got look me that, in. Look up that reference. Yeah, Steve. that's what got me in. Oddly enough, it's, it, you couldn't have been shady. It was like the most high level. It was the European Medical Center, that, and um, which I didn't need to see a dermatologist anyway. Now, could I have seen one in Israel? Obviously, but it, it, that ain't getting me into Russia. Mm-hmm. So that, that my friend, whose husband is also an attorney, uh, was stationed there for two years at some big law firm. And she said, it's call this place. They're very calm. This is who all like the Russian billionaires and the diplomats. We all go to this center. And they're totally legit. So, and um, I called them and they said, it's, here's the only hiccup. You have to give a 1,200 euro deposit and then they will deduct the cost of the, you know, of the, uh, of the appointment from that and you will refund you the rest. And so it's scary though. It's like it's Russia, and you know, am I going to get this back? And but she was like, no, it's no problem. And within like a day or two, they had refunded it on my credit. It wasn't a problem. And, and the, oddly enough, the doctor used to be in Israel, so we got along in broken Hebrew and English, like used to have a practice there. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, I did show up. He said a lot of people are doing it. What you said before, it's like they'll just make an appointment and not show up. But I legitimately needed to show up. And I mean, and I said, what if the schedule changed? Because it, uh, you know, we have to see. And I could tell like you need to show up. Like it wasn't. Uh, you know, it was kind of on. They were too much on the up and up. They were very strict about kind of showing up. But they prepared all the paperwork about me getting in and everything. So you so went to nice. Moscow. Was this yeah, after Moscow? And so um, after Serbia. Yeah, Moscow. Russia was the last country I went to. So you went back yeah. to Israel. Yeah, back to Israel. And then you went to the Ukraine. Yeah, and then um, from Serbia, yes, I did Serbia, which was great, which was fun. And Elon, and you hear so much Hebrew in the streets. It's like all the Israelis were like, "I'm out of here." Like then it's just. Tons of them were traveling at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, anything to like beat those lockdowns. So the, the tour I went to the Nikolai Tesla Museum in Serbia, 
And I jokingly said to the tour guide, like the English one was at four o'clock, whatever the hell it was. And I'm like, you know, if you want to do this in Hebrew, uh, you can, because we're all Israelis. And it was just, it's, that's all you heard in the streets. I mean, it was like, it was a So there's comical. a Tesla museum there, because there's, there's also one in Croatia. It's like both, both of them yeah, claim Yeah, they, they both claim them, yeah. <laughs> yeah both that's, claim that's, them. And, and it's yeah. funny, because they hate each other so much, but yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, but yeah, no, I did that, and then, um, then I got back, and then I did um, Ukraine. Uh, sorry, Dubai was after that, and I performed there. Okay. And, um, and then the... Um, I came back and then it was Israel still was kind of iffy on the openings, so I was like, all right, well, where can I go next? And that's when I went to um, Ukraine, and I had my medical clearance thing, which uh, so I could. Then it was just like, well, what's open? Forget about what's on the list. There is no list anymore. That mm-hmm. and um, so that Ukraine was a Ukraine I loved. Like Kia was great. I still haven't been, so you know um, that's top where. Notch, yeah. You know, I've we traced my roots. I guess you know we. Uh, my grandfather came from Odessa. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if they just... Yeah, I couldn't make it there, but... I never got the... If they... If he's really from there, or they just got chased to Odessa and right, caught yeah. the ship there. That, that, yeah. I know that's where he got the ship to America. Right, right, right. Um, uh, but they, I don't know if they w- were from there, but he it's, did it's, speak Russian. I mean, yeah, it's time. interesting because in, uh, like in Kiev, it's all Russian, it's, even though you're in Ukraine. Yeah. Well, and I mean, then you go to Lviv, well, which is like a, a train ride, and then it's all, all Ukrainian. That. Yeah, yeah. So it's, and they kind of they know Russian, but they'll say the Russians will come here and try to like attempt Ukrainian. We're like just just speak Russian. It's it's just awful to listen to you guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so it's but it's an interesting divide. Like even in Kiev, there are those nationalists that are like in the square there. That um, you know they're still waving the flags, and you know it's it's mm-hmm. you know it's so that you Which can still flags? the Ukrainian right. flags. Ukrainian, them, you know, it. even though it's mostly in Kiev, it's mostly of Russian culturally and Russian descent. That, you know, that's where the, the problems come. But that when I, it was interesting when I went to Ukraine. Uh, that I also went to a place called. Um, that, again, I had sort of the middle of the week. I wasn't sure what I was doing. I knew I was doing Kiev and Lviv. Everybody said you got to go to those two places. Or that, and I don't know if you know Karen Nate. Do you know uh, that couple that travels all over the place? Um, that, this sounds familiar. Yeah, they're on YouTube a lot, and uh, okay, that, yeah. they went to. They've been to like a hundred countries, and so that. And I remember watching Karen Nate. And they, they found a all-you-can-eat breakfast place that was, like, I think it was like six and a half bucks. I'm just like, I, I got to get over to that. I'm a big breakfast guy. This, and I found it, and I took a photo and posted it. I don't know where they ever saw it, but I said, thanks, Karen, Nate. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, where is this place? And I finally found it in Lviv. But um, this, Lviv was also great. And, and um, it was just because when I went to U- Ukraine, like this, when I showed the girl my the PCR test, that she didn't look at the date, thank God. This, and then I get to the gate, and the woman's like, okay, just show the woman behind you. Behind me, your PCR test. I'm like, oh no! And it's like the same girl that helped me. So I was like, oh thank God! And, it, and then I got to I got to Turkey. They didn't check, it, and it, you know, because I was gonna take a PCR test at the airport, it, and just quarantine in the hotel for 24 hours because I just didn't have time to get one this time because I was getting the serological test, which I thought would be better. It, and I get to uh, the, um, Ukraine, it, and I show them the same PCR test because they don't know English there, it, and. And like the insurance and it's, you know, the COVID insurance that you have to buy at the airport. And it's, and then I get to the, I booked one nice hotel called the Premier Palace. So this hotel, probably hundreds of dollars normally. I think it was like under a hundred bucks. Um, right. So I stayed, because I figure if I'm going to be trapped, I might as well be in a nice place. That's, and I wasn't trapped anyway. And then I, you know, stayed there for two nights and then went to, the, um, you know what Uman is? Mm-mm. This was, uh, okay, so there's a small sect of Hasidic Jews that's called uh, Breslev Hasidim. And they're they're kind of like Hasidic hippies. They're like way into playing music, and you know, a lot of pot smoking going on. It's you know unofficially. And they eat ham. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, they're, so they've got like the long side curls, the pace, and they've got these big white yarmulke, you know yarmulkes mm-hmm. that they wear. That's and um, 
it's a big thing. Up ten to twenty thousand people will go. They've had one head rabbi who died hundreds of years ago, and that's it. It wasn't like it's passed from generation to generation. They had one guy. He died. That's it. And he's buried in this place called Uman in the Ukraine. It's about like a two-hour drive from Kiev. And I see two of these guys that were on my flight. That and I see him and I start schmoozing with him and talking with him. And and I go, "You guys are going to Uman, right?" They're like, "Yeah." That's so. Uh, Rosh Hashanah Yom, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, there are ten to twenty thousand people there. But there are people there all the time. I didn't know this at the time. These, but these sound like, like Jewish oh, Rastafarians. Yeah, they are. That's kind of what they are. <laughs> they're just, and they're, you see them like they'll have these big vans in Israel, blasting music and like dancing in front of it. That's, and that's their thing. Like that's just how they are. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I'm start talking to them, and I'm descended from the stream of Judaism, which is like opposed to that. It's like ah, uh, to have one great rabbit, you know, it's I to worship with it. You know, and now nowadays those tensions are over. But like you go back a few hundred years ago, and it was like it was like big time. <laughs> so I'm talking to them, and I'm teasing them. I was like, oh, I'm descended from you know, and they their eyes light up when they hear that. They love hearing that because they're like, oh, good, this is somebody we should. Have. <laughs> so they go, we're gonna give you the number of the guy who plans the cabs. Give him a buzz. That's, and I knew that that one Wednesday night I had nothing to do. That, you know, I had an in-between sort of. That, and um, so the week is going on. I'm like, I don't know whether I'm going to do this. And finally, I call the guy. He goes, um, it's, all right, I can pick you up from your hotel for 90 bucks, or I can pick you up from the, ho- from the airport for 20 So Ubers, it was interesting, uh, depending on the country. Ubers, remember in Dubai, it's like 45 bucks to go around the corner. In Dubai, Kiev, it's like two and a half dollars to ride twenty minutes. It's like nothing. So it's, I'm just like, yeah, I'll go to the I'll meet you at the airport. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's and I go to the airport. That he said that there's going to be one other Hasidic guy and a, a mother and her son that are going to be in the van. That I go okay and I find them. That's and uh, we go. There. I don't know where I'm staying. I don't know what I'm doing. I know nothing. That and while I'm in the van, I'm I'm messaging with my friend Mimi, who's in Israel, who's been there, her and her husband, and she's like, check out. It's called the B Hotel, like the letter B Hotel. That, and I asked the woman, where are you staying? She's like, oh, I'm staying at the B Hotel, too. It's apparently it's a thing in their culture. Uh, before your son turns seven, you bring him to the grave and pray there. And it, it's, so that's what she was doing with her son. That she goes, and it's right around the corner from the tomb and the whole thing. And it, it, you know, that's the center of the hot spot. That, so I show up to this place. And it's like a little Jewish village. There's their kosher restaurants. You can pay in Israeli currency. It's just weird. The guy checking me in has the side curls, like the payas down to his shoulders. We're speaking in Hebrew. And I go, how much is a room? He goes, uh, 33 bucks a night. I go, okay, deal. I go, is there food anywhere? He's like, uh, where's, because there are restaurants there all over the place. He goes, the best food is in the hotel. I go, you just saying that because you work here? He goes, no, no, no. Like people yeah. come here to eat. It's like, all right, how much is dinner? He goes, 30 bucks. So my room was only $3 more than dinner. <laughs> and um, so I go down to the dinner and it's this Ukrainian kid who clearly, you know, doesn't know English, isn't Jewish. And he's bringing out all these salads, all these one after the next. And he brings this like chicken salad thing. So it's, and I thought that's the main course. I was like, all right, you know, it's fine. It's still filling it all. And after that, he brings the soup. And I'm like, that's odd. Why would you bring soup after the main, what I thought was the main, then the beef and then the chicken. And then yeah, it was God. the heartiest meal I'd had in like months. <laughs> that, and um, so then, I mean, and I went that night to the, to the tomb. I'm praying that you meet a bunch of people. And it's, all of a sudden I hear this, like, what is that racket? And I go in the hallway and these guys are banging the bongo drums and playing the violin. And you know, it's just one of those mm-hmm. they have like a Jewish day school there. It's just like people live there year round. Uh, oh, it's wow. a smaller group, but uh, it's, it was just, and it was, and then the next morning I, this guy drives me back that you pay him. So he was like one of these drivers and he had his friends, Lexus, and he's driving me back in this. We stop at this gas station that was kosher and selling all these Jewish products. It was like an, you know, a, a strictly kosher like pit stop. It's in the middle of nowhere, Ukraine. I was like, "Where? At? This is just the weirdest experience." That you know, and then he dropped me off in the middle of nowhere'sville, Kiev, in the middle of like a freeway. 
He said, I got to get to the airport. Get out. <laughs> so I Ubered, you know, from there to the train station. Then I went to Lviv from there. And it was just, it was just weird. Yeah, Uber has uh, really changed a lot of travel. Oh, this around. changed everything. Yeah. It's, I remember being a comic on the road in this country. Just go back a few years. And it's, you know, you kind of felt trapped. You know, you couldn't do anything. Yeah. It's unless you have a rental car or whatever. It, yeah. it was, you know, it's just, it's totally a game changer. But, uh, mm. so when did Russia come in? So Russia was the absolute last thing I did. Okay. And, uh, I mean, again, because I knew that they're, again, they had this similar thing where they were possibly going to close, but then not really. Like, I did a joke on stage. I was like, hey, do you guys have a plan for, uh, what's the COVID situation here? What's the language situation on this, by the way? What? You say everything All right. So the joke I did on stage, yeah, uh, yeah, our COVID plan is don't be a pussy. So that's our <laughs> plan. That's like, that was their attitude. Yeah. That, um, you know, it's, that's kind of their attitude. On with everything. Yeah. So that's, yeah, they had museums were closed. And like you could go to the Bolshoi, but it was only it was twenty five percent occupancy, and tickets were like five hundred bucks. Normally they'd be like eighty. Right, but um, I did. I have heard about. Say I've never been. You know, Russia's. Yeah, it's Moscow, there. probably one of the top cities I've been to. Um, mm-hmm. But I did hear about Russia and Saint Petersburg. Two things: a that it's there's those two cities, and then there's the rest of Russia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're yeah, very well. That's the only two I went to. So it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. You're getting the most international of their cities, but once you get out of those cities, oh yeah, that's, it's you're getting the, sticks into, like, the, the quote, sticks. quote the real Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, there and were obviously two, other places to go. But, yeah, you know. and two that they're both expensive. Um, yes and no. That um, I would say, like, um, you know, Ukraine was by far the cheapest. That's what everybody said. It's like services are Serbia very cheap is in pretty Ukraine. Cheap, I heard. Serbia too. wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, Dubai was clearly the most. Sure. Like that's you know, I went through the mall. There were two big malls. You have Dubai Mall and Emirates Mall. And you'd walk in, and it was kind of the off-season, so big sale, like yeah. 40% off. I'm like, how much is the T-shirt? It's only 110 today. That's, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. That's, you know, it's just, Hold on, my friend. That's, yeah, that's how. It was just craziness. Um, but, um, that's, yeah, Ukraine was cheap. Russia, that's, getting around is very cheap. That, you know, the subways, which are phenomenal, like those are museums unto themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, 40 cents a ride, basically. That, you know, as opposed to like Dubai, it's like, you know, five and a half bucks every time you're getting on that thing. Um, it's still cheaper than a cab, obviously. But, mm-hmm. um, it's, um, but it, it's, yeah, services were not bad in Russia. It, and um, it wasn't that outrageous. The, the hotel was pretty cheap. That, you know, but again, there's hardly any tourism. It's just internal. Like I was there and there was like a convention. You see the guys with the tags and the ladies, you know, they were some company or something. But it's, in terms of international travelers, like I got stopped in the subway. It was the Oleg, the other comic who was showing me around. Um, he stopped, you know, these cops call us over. It's, and I just hear Russian, and then I hear the word Israel from him. And the cops are smiling and laughing, and, and then they hand us back our stuff, and that was it. I go, what the hell is that about? And he's like, uh, you know, like they see a guy in here taking pictures. It looks a little suspicious. And, that, uh, you know, it's like, you had your passport? And he goes, oh, yeah, I carry it all the time. It's like, cops can pull you over. It's like, yep, whatever they feel like. It's not America. You know, it's like, why are you stopping me? You know, there's none of that stuff. Uh, you know, That's and, another thing I've heard. Yeah. It's, you got to be careful. But, um, it's funny. He went to an anti-Putin rally the day of our show. That's he goes, ballsy. hopefully I'll see you tonight. <laughs> and, uh, he's, I think they arrested like a thousand people. He, he wasn't one of them. So wow. he goes, I was able to get out. So it's just one of those things. But um, it's, yeah, it's, it's in terms of the, the city, though, it's one of the grandest cities I've ever seen. Now, it's just vast. It's a huge city. Yeah. It's, and there's tons to see. It, and uh, museums were opening, I think, the day I left. But I had to jet out of there. I was in St. Petersburg for less than 24 hours. Oh. And, uh, because Israel, those genius bureaucrats, um, I was in the Hermitage enjoying myself, one of the great museums in the world. It's, it's got, you know, original 
Da Vinci's and, um, you know, Raphael's and it's the Fabergé eggs and, you know, all the, that's the furnitures. And, you know, it was the palace of Tsar Nicholas the first and the second. So that's, and they, they didn't really burn the place. They just kind of ransacked it a little bit. That's in 1917 where they had the revolution. They had like before and afters that they would show these rooms, which they recreated now that's, which are just kind of stunning. And a lot of them are original pieces that they have in there. It's, a, it's an amazing place. Um, that you know, makes Buckingham Palace kind of look second rate. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, and um, so that's, I'm in there, that, and my friends are messaging me. This was the famous, you know, for the first time in Israel's history, they're going to close the airport. No travel. Period. Back and forth. Shutting it down. That. But they did this to us in Serbia. When I was in Serbia, I was like, okay, well, they gave me like a three, four day heads up. So I was leaving Tuesday at Sunday. That's, I'm like, they're not going to make it tomorrow you know they're meeting tonight that would just be how you're going to get back that's of course they make it tomorrow so i was just like are you kidding me and so i remember that i'm leaving the museum i rushed to like the only kosher restaurant that in the city that's i ordered the chicken soup uh get food poisoning i did and then i'm oh. trying to change my flight i get back to the hotel throw up all over the place that i managed to switch to the next day that's and the genius bureaucrats say now you have to have a pcr test before you come back but then i like Guys, you've given me less than 24 hours. How am I supposed to get a PCR test? It's impossible. That, so when I went to Ukraine, it's, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just pull off the same thing I did before where I show them the last PCR test I had. I'll crop out the date. They're not going to look. Um, and I get to Russia. They weren't having it. <laughs> they're like, what is it? That? Plus, it was like a bad 80s comedy movie. Like I got in the cab and the cab breaks down in the middle of the freeway. And I was like, give me my money back. Well, he's screaming at me. I was just, oh. It was just, just ridiculous. I mean, it was just, and I get there. They won't let me on the plane. And I'm screaming, I go, you don't understand, like, the country is closing. Like, I cannot, you know, you've got to let me on this flight. That she calls her supervisor. In the end, they let me go with, like, half an hour to go. Because I was showing them the serological test. I go, look, I have this. This is better than a PCR test. And, Can't and, um, you just do it the Russian way and bribe somebody? Yeah, it's, it's, maybe that's Can't what that should have. you just pass them yeah. money? The funny thing is, it's, everything in Russia is cash, most of the stuff. Yes, Uber's cash, oddly it's enough. Corrupt. It's, yes, half the country. I thought it was very impressive. I almost laughed at it. I think years ago when they asked Putin how much of your country is run by the mob, and he just goes about half. That's like he was normally a politician lie. would be like, would, "Oh no, that's a myth. That's not lower true." It to a, like a, yeah, ten percent. He's like about half of it. You know, and it's so funny because in in Russia the, the Uber is called Yandex. It's, but it looks just like the Uber app. It's the exact same. It looks the same. And I, it's, but they don't charge your credit card. You have to pay them in cash. So, so, what, so you need to have it on you. So there's no convenience to it other than calling it. All it does um, is call it. It's, it's convenience in the sense that it, um, you know when I wanted there's my money back, it's, yeah, it's that um, you can pay the guy up front. And when I screamed at him, that, that um, you know, you got to give me 700 rubles back because number one, you didn't get me to the airport. Number two, this is slower than I wanted to go. That's, that's then he gave me back begrudgingly that, um, you know, some money, but uh, that, that's yeah. One of the beauties of Uber and it does have its minuses, but one of the beauties of it while traveling is you're not yeah, you need to worry about fumbling it. for cash. Right. And you're not haggling over the price. It's all on the map, you know? Right, and, yeah. And it, the, the, yeah, I could have just alone. gone to the app and go, hey, this guy didn't give me my money. Yeah. You know, it's whatever. And they would have refunded It's trackable. It, but there, yeah. with cash, it's, it's, no, 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 that's so crooked. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> hilarious. It's, but then it's, yeah, that's how Russia, you know, but I got to say that it's some of the most, it's super nice, very friendly and helpful people, even if they don't know English, that's like almost everybody that, that I would talk to, if I'd get turned around or lost or whatever, it's, or if I, you know, where's this restaurant? I'm in the mall and I couldn't find, you know, they, they would make every effort to help you. Like it's a very, they're not super outgoing, I would say, 
It, it's no. like keep your like in the subway. It's silent. Yeah. Silence. You and nobody shut looks at you. Or your nobody fat smiles mouth. at it's, yeah. anyone else. It's, but or? if you stop and talk to somebody, they're very helpful. It's not like you know they'd run away from you. It's, but just people in the subway are reading books. It yeah. was great. Three cars long. If you know somebody, you'd see two people who knew each other, and they would like kind of talk quietly, you know, to each other, but very respectful, you know, of others around them. And so, and uh, this, but all the rumors, like people, oh, the food sucks. Rush. I go, not anymore, man. That's I don't know what you were talking about. Well, again, you're in the two cities where you can get anything. Yeah, that's, but you people know. were like, even in Russia, like, oh, it used to suck. I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about because the food court in the mall had pretty much whatever you'd want. Right. It's one of many malls that's there. It, KFC. Yeah, those days, it's, yeah, the pizza's <laughs> over here. The, it was interesting because it's, you know, I heard the guy say Israel when he's talking to the cops and it's, you instinctively, I got a little concerned. I was like, oh, because I grew up, it's, you know, the evil Soviet empire. They hated Israel, hate the Jews. And, and the cops, I get, what did they laugh? Why were they laughing? They just say, you just like, oh, have it, tell him, is he having fun? Have a good time. <laughs> it's just like so strange to hear that now. Yeah. That, I mean, you know, that generation just, they just, they didn't grow up with that, you know. Where so. have you seen the biggest shift? I mean, other than Muslim countries, have you seen a shift in certain countries? Because there's been, I don't know if that helps that they're, you know, having traveling through Europe this, these past 15 years, in the last 5, 10, there has been a shift, a more right-wing wave going across Europe. But I guess that would be more anti-Muslim yeah, than anti I don't, they, so they that view, maybe helps you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's <laughs> you interesting know? with Israel because they view, you know, Netanyahu, that's considered, quote-unquote, a right-wing government. Yeah. So, that, um, you know, it's the more nationalist. It's, I, again, it's that cross-section of nonsense, really. I don't know how much that applies. It's, but, like, Putin likes Israel. That why? Because what does he have in common? Who drove him crazy? Were the Chechnyans? Were they were Muslim extremists? So it's, he he can't stand those guys. So he relates to Israel in that sense. But will he do anything? You know, if if Syria is going to help him or Iran is going to help him, will he sell them? Well, yeah, he doesn't care. You know, he's going to do what's good yeah. for Russia. So he could he could give a crap about that. But is it, it it Putin's weird for Israel because like they don't know what to do with this guy. It's so strange to have a leader of Russia who's not anti-Semitic. They don't know what to do about it. And it's just very odd. And you know, the famous story, like when he was a little kid, he was like dirt poor apparently. And there were these two Jewish ladies in his apartment building or something who would help him sew his clothing and his shoe, help his shoes. And he goes, I never forgot that. That so it's, they don't know what to do. He's, he's a religiophile. Like he likes religion. He likes the Russian Orthodox church. He likes Jews. So it's, he's a weird, you know, it's the synagogue I went to, like the government gave it to the rabbi. Like, this is your building now. Enjoy. It's, you know, it's it's just odd, but is he who he is? Yes, <laughs> you know. So, so you know, it's just weird. But they, yeah, when I was in Bulgaria, that's I checked in the hotel in Plovdiv, and the guy looks at me and goes, "God bless you, Israelis, for coming here. You're saving our economy. Thank you so much." It's I was like, "When the hell am I going to hear that in Europe?" You know, it's, it's <laughs> right. just I've never in my life that it's did I think that I would hear that. It's, but he was thrilled, you know, just to have these Israel and you know the same couple that I bumped into at like the Friday night thing and. In Bulgaria, we see each other in Plovdiv, and you know it's, it was very nice. Like you see people torn around and who you've well, seen before. The one thing I wanted—I remember when you when you called me, I was like, I remembered that Israel. I know this is true that they were they vaccinated everyone. They pretty like much, to say. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. but they were the first ones really to jump on the vaccination. Train. Yeah, that's what what Netanyahu did. I mean, again, it was a gamble. That it's one he was like faith in it. It's this thing works, and that's it. 
Science? To, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, well, people are going to be leery about it. That's, people in Israel were still leery about it, but, that, I mean, as a leader, that, and um, he went to Switzerland as one of, they were one of the big distribution places, and he goes, how much is it? And they told me, he goes, I will give you three times the money per dose right now, but you got to send it to me now. Yeah. And they went, all right. That, you know, there wasn't any hemming and hawing. Like, here's the money, that's it. Right. And he got even a million extra doses just in case if you needed a booster afterwards. You know, people aren't clear, but if you do, that's he's got it. That, um, you know, they were giving it out like candy there. So that's, I mean, I woke up on a Thursday, and because I had the antibody, if you had it and recovered at first, Israel wasn't giving it to you. Like you, they, you didn't need it. And um, and then it was, you know, they had so much of it. They're like, well, it's, um, you know, we might as well. It's, it's available if you your antibodies will count as shot number one. That, and then your first shot is shot number two. That, so I was in okay. that category. That, and I woke up kind of that morning went, all right, I'll might as well just go do it. <laughs> so when did they, what's the population now? Uh, I think total is 9 million. So when did they pretty much get everyone? When was it like almost, you know, say 90%? I mean, yeah, when they were close to kind of done. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, there's still people who are leery about it and won't take it. I know a physician who won't take it. You know, he's, right. just, he's like, you know, number one, I don't need it. He's younger and... Um, you know, do I, you know, it's it's everybody's preference, but um, it's, in the beginning, it's you had a lot of the ultra orthodox that were like on the fence and not taking it because they a lot of them had it and recovered, that and uh, that, so they were giving out free pizza and a thing called chillin, like this beef stew thing. Come here and you get free pizza and chillin and your shot. That's that, so that, that was enough. That, yeah, friends were like, I blew it. I should have oh. waited for the freaking pizza. That's you know, it's, but pretty much everybody's got it there who who wants it. It's it's not a problem. Yeah, but <laughs> did they? Um I think they, by like, but did I leave March. They were pretty yeah. much done before I left. It's but the um, the settlement is the, the Palestinians were not were they included in any of that? Or well, they they're not, not citizens, so they have their own government. So that was kind of the confusing. You know, that was up to Abbas and his guys. Then um, you know, so they've got the money. Um, you know, the question is like, it's where are you spending it? Israel's got to worry about its citizens. They're not they're not Israeli citizens. But like, were Israeli Arabs vaccinated? Yeah, no problem. Okay, it's, I didn't know how that, that worked. Yeah, it's confusing because the Palestinians are not Israelis. So the Israeli Arabs are Israelis. They had access to it just as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. So it's no, no issues there. So when did you get back here? Um, I got back here, what's today, March? Um, this is the 28th of Yeah, so of what, what, April. when I finally decided to come back, it was, uh, well, I couldn't get out of Israel for a week. Okay. That's because they were, um, they were controlling the airflow. So then United went, well, we're not going to send planes in with people and leave with 20 people, you know, or with 20 people on them. And of course, just my luck, that all my flights were United affiliates. So they just, just like every morning I'd wake up, canceled, we move you to this one, canceled. So I finally had to book a separate LL flight and um, go to London, spend the night in the airport. I think I left That's March, um, yeah, March 4th or 5th. Here's the cool thing that's interesting was me, if you're in transit, go over here. So and it, usually that line sucks. It's, well, even you know, if London, uh, he throws a zoo. Yeah, it's man. a mess. So it, there was no one there, and uh, so it's me and this one other Hasidic guy. It's we're the only two standing there, and we start schmoozing with each other. He's like, "Oh, I leave tomorrow morning at 10. I'm like, "Oh, I leave at like eleven. And I got him into the lounge. He was thrilled about that. And we're in terminal free two. Free pizza. In there. Yeah. Then, so oh, they're giving away free pizza. Yeah. Free pizza. And yeah so and, uh, we were laughing about. It. We were like, "There's a hotel attached to the terminal. Like, we came from Israel. We've obviously both been vaccinated." But, like, you can't go to the hotel, otherwise, because that's technically London. Oh. And then you have to quarantine for 14 days. That's the rule. It's, but they knew it was stupid. The cops were like, we know this is dumb. So they come around. They're very nicely. They give you, like, bottles of water. Do you need anything? Do you? But they send you downstairs. They move everyone from five to two who's overnighting. That, and uh, that you're kind of in this together. 
goes, there's some plastic chairs downstairs that, you know, recline a little bit. Just go get one of those. Make sure you get one. And he and I, that's weird talking. And the cops come out. They go, you two are hanging out your buddies? We're like, yeah, okay. And they put these partitions around you, sort of like like cubicles, you know, like they uh-huh. would make. And then they go, um, that's, and that's your roommate for the night, kind of. And then the next morning at 5 a.m., they move them out and go, okay, come on, guys, don't get to you. And then they move you to the next terminal that's in there. Oh, wow. free to go. I didn't know they so were doing it's, that. Yeah, but it was, um, it, it sucked. It was not a pleasant experience. So yeah, no. And then I finally got out. That's what got me out was, I, uh, you know, Ray Allen in Aruba? They call him Aruba Ray. Yeah, he books a week there. So he offered me a week there. So I was like, okay, that's, then I have a reason to go back. And then for Passover, I had some, thank God, I had some work scheduled. So On the um, East Coast? To, uh, Florida. Two in Florida, oh, Florida one in Puerto yeah. Rico. So and, uh, the pay was lousy. Yeah, Florida, yeah, but there's no rules in Florida either. So yeah, the, the, you, I, I was there indoors. They still some places are pretty strict about it. Yeah, the, the, it's, but I mean it's different. It's just to tell you the truth. It's, oddly enough, it's um, it's, the feel is the same as uh, the, you know. No one's wearing them outside, but you don't really wear them outside here either. That's a lot of people here aren't wearing them outside. That then it's just that everything's open. That's the difference. Is that um, you know that you can go to a movie, you can go to the theaters, you mm-hmm. can go, you know, so you can go to a restaurant. So that's 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 the difference. What? Um, uh, so now that you're back, yeah. How long are you gonna stay again? Are you, I'm you out of here Tuesday. Anymore? Tuesday, I'll be leaving. It's, uh, what are you just gonna give up uh, this apartment uh, and, and uh, move? Two to... weeks was enough in LA. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do you well, keep an apartment I, here? Anymore? Oddly enough, there's a, a girl who's staying there now. That's, I didn't know her. That's I. I that's, a friend of mine messaged me. I'll be my friend uh, that just got stuck. This was, uh, by the way, just I don't know. There's a little PSA here that she was looking for an apartment, that, and uh, she goes online like to Craigslist or whatever. And, that's, and this, here's this apartment. That's, due to COVID, we're not showing it. Here's the virtual tour, that's, and so that's, it looks good. She's calling them. She's talking to them, and so we need first and last month's rent. Normal, no problem. She shows up to this building, and she's like, "What's the? This is strange. This building doesn't look." So she calls the number, and the number is now disconnected. That she Googles the name of the property. They go, you're not the first person. This is a scam. Oh. It's, uh, but for COVID, we're not showing it, you know. That's, and they use that as a mask to scam these people. That's, so that she got duped that's by this scamming company. That's, and my friend messaged me. Obviously, there's a friend of mine. That she just got stuck that she needs a place to stay or she has to drive back to her mother's farm in Wisconsin or something. Oh. Kids, she go, I go, yeah, have her call me. I go, the only issue is my apartment is kosher. I don't know whether that's... And she goes, she's a vegan. I go, okay. So that's not... So she calls me. <laughs> I'm super sweet. She's like a yoga instructor and this. And so she's been staying there. That's what, And I think it was interesting. Adam kind of liked me being at his place in Israel. I felt the same. It was nice to have somebody there to like get the mail and make sure everything's yeah. okay. So you know, we had to move my car because they were doing work on the back because that you know so it's it is so it's, again um you know i was here for four days and then i went to that um i flew out for passover that's and did the shows there and then i'm back but i'm leaving on tuesday so that's, i just told her, i said don't worry about it you can stay and then i'm in, gonna be in israel again i'm going from miami i have a show there june 1st it's, and from there i'll go to israel again hopefully we'll be able to be doing the the next comedy for kobe tour that um well we might uh, i'll be down there i'll be uh well may 31st i'm going to miami oh so there we go that, that, you know i'll see you there I is mean, that what, uh, is that a holiday? Should I know that? Uh, um, when is meant? <laughs> you nah, always have I, these holidays I that I, I probably should know. When I don't. done. Shavuos is when I have to look at the calendar. I don't, yeah, I think it's before that though. Yeah, is it right in in That's, Miami? Uh, what, where am I going to be? Yeah, it's Sunny Isles. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But essentially, okay. And so yeah, my friend is in Puerto Rico for the month, and he's just like he has a three empty three bedroom condo. And uh, th- I'm, you know, overlooking the water. He's just like, yeah, just don't be an idiot. Come and stay here. <laughs> like, there's no. no there's, well, I know. might be going to Puerto Rico after. Oh, there you go. That's, so, yeah, Puerto Rico. Is, is, is that apartment available? It's, yeah, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll ask him. And see okay. Yeah. So. All right. Um, so, yeah, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> okay. But, um, 
So you had a pretty unique experience. Yes. With all I, this in, in an I wasn't going to let the lockdowns time. beat me. Yeah. wasn't going to let them beat me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, what did you learn about... You've been around a lot. Um, yeah. But in traveling through this and seeing different governments and different cultures handle a common problem, what have you learned about other cultures and what have you learned about America? Um, I would say that, uh, that, that human behavior is human behavior. That, that's one thing that I learned. And uh, that's, no matter what rules you make, that, that's hu- people are people. That, so when it comes to certain things, that's you know, like the social distancing, um, oh, like never, ever once was that adhered to. Like ever. It didn't matter the country I went to. It didn't matter the, the, the people, the, the culture, the age. That, you know, oh, please maintain six feet between when you board the plane or when you landed, they, they would tell, make an announcement, stay in your seats and maintain social distancing in the aisles. Uh, never. Because people don't behave that way. So that you can make certain rules. It's sort of like, it reminded me kind of of communism. You know, that's, we're all going to be the same. It's just, okay, great. But people don't behave that way. Like people act in their own self-interest. So, you know, I want my bag first. That, that, you know, so that's, that's kind of reinforced that. You know, people are people. And that's, that's one thing I learned. And uh, it's, I learned that, um, you know, it's, for the most part, people are pretty nice. That, you know, no matter where you go, that's, they, if you see someone who needs help, they will help you. That's, you know, these grand stereotypes we have about various cultures and countries. And that's, you know, because if you're Israeli and you think, oh, the Arabs are all bad, you know, totally the opposite. You know, that's not true. Obviously, in Dubai, they could not have been friendlier, could not have been nicer, could not have been more welcoming. That, you know, oh, in Russia, they're quiet to themselves and the food sucks. I'm just like, that's, well, that wasn't my experience. I don't know what you're talking, you know. So, and um, that's, and I would also learn that, you know, that it's travel, get out there and you'll see what, you know, that's, it, that you don't need to also plan. I learned about myself, like, you don't need to be so stickler about plans and making sure everything is planned down to the minute you know wing it well, a little bit the hardest yeah. thing about planning is not you know we're so adept at booking we know we right know the sites yeah. we know how to do this we know how to work yeah. the system with the airlines and hotels. right yeah that's not the hard part the hard part well just for you it was the testing oh yeah and so there's going to be i think that's the thing we have to look forward to to them getting that down whether it's a certain you know, vaccine passport or whatever it is, some kind of paperwork or in the system. Yeah, that we I can kind of get through it quickly. You know, we're going to work those bugs out, but yeah, it's going to take time. I think it's God willing, this thing will be over soon anyway. That uh, you know, that's the only time where it's, I was sort of reminded of this was when the bird flu came out. Like people didn't know, and in the end, it wasn't a big deal. SARS that, and yeah. And so I remember landing in Israel, and you had to get on these buses, and they would take you to this like hangar in the middle of nowhere, and you just sit in the, and they would take your temperature. I'm like, what's going on? And so I was like, oh yeah, bird flu. That's, but that's the closest I'd yeah. ever seen anything that, you know, but I think it's going to have to be that, um, you know, it'll have to be up to the government because now that you land in Israel, there's a thing called check to fly. They give you a PCR test that you can have the results in a few hours that's, and then you're free to go. That's, I think right. that's it. I think that would, would save everyone a lot of headaches that, you know, that's that it's, I also learned that, you know, in terms of the bureaucracy, you've just got to roll with it and do the best you can to try to beat it and get around it because a lot of it is stupid you know they change the rules every 25 minutes so we'll say the difference between the pcr test and what was the other test the pcr is the uh, is that the up the nose pcr is up the nose down the throat and the serological is the blood test oh so the serological will give you more information is a more accurate obviously that's in terms of telling you oh you have 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 personnel to take blood i mean that's yeah yeah you don't leave it you don't leave blood work to tsa i think israel's working on something where yeah (laughs) it's like a a a breath test where they can just blow into the thing and then they'll figure it out so that that, you know but i mean hopefully by the time that it's this stuff is perfected i don't i think this thing will have run its course 
It's, or, you know, if we need it anymore. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I know that it's the hospitalization rates in Israel are close to zero. Like, it's it's almost like nothing now, relatively speaking. It's, you know, newer cases are not serious. And, you know, so I think they're hopefully, you know, places are close to done. Just back to just cholesterol and diabetes. Yeah. You know, the normal stuff. Head to the gym. That's, that's I think, if this taught anybody anything, you know. It's, yeah, uh, right. You know, keep working out. That, that was the funny thing. It's like, it's, we're going to the lockdown because this is dangerous. Uh, close all the jams. I'm just like, isn't the, isn't the gym keeping people from cutting in the hospital? I'm just like, does that make sense? That, that, Send them know. home, we get fatter. That, yeah, that, I was actually, the big splurge I did was, uh, I joined the gym at the Hilton Hotel. Oh. Which was, um, it, it's super nice. And there were like one or two guys in the neighborhood that used it. This, this one old guy's like retired. He goes, this is the best gym in the country. Uh, it overlooks the ocean. It's got everything you need. And it, it's also, there's this two-way mirror that it has and it overlooks the boardwalk. So you have all these girls walking by doing their selfies, oh. and they can't see us. And they're like with their stupid poses. Every now and then they'd put their head up and look, and we'd be waving, and they'd crack up <laughs> laughing. You know, so it's, it was very funny though. So that was in Tel Aviv. That's in Tel Aviv, and the guy who ran it. Oh. So I joined it, and then two months, it closed. After two weeks, it closes. Oh. I'm like, what the hell? So then I came, you know, we're four or five months later. And the guy remembered me. He's like, I know, I owe you two weeks, no sweats. <laughs> that was kind of nice. I've been taking walks. The walking yeah. and the bike riding has saved me. Here. Oh yeah, that's it's, what, it's, if it's I a could, godsend. I would get outside every day. I still do. You know, yeah. it's just like we have an advantage. We have yeah. amazing and, weather. Yeah, and even so. when I was in Israel and I was stuck, and I mean, I mean, I learned I could work out from home. It's, yeah, God bless the YouTube videos. But my friends back in Chicago, you know, crammed in, you know, and, and just freezing all winter long. Oh yeah, down. I would have. It's uh, the worst. I would have gone a little stir crazy. I yeah, it's. Down. I think once in Israel it rained when I was running. I was like, what the hell? Did I realized yeah. like, this is terrible. <laughs> you know, but outside of that, it was fine. Yeah. Well, so. Um, Give your websites. Where can people see you if you're performing? And yes, I'm. Uh, get your plugs in. Yeah, on Israel uh, on Instagram, I'm at uh, Avi Lieberman Comedy. Lieberman spelled L I B E R M A N. So no e can, in uh, there. No e in there. It's a it's a weird. L I B. Yeah, try to make it difficult for people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Avi Lieberman Comedy on Instagram, and uh, you can follow me there. And then uh, the website is my name avilieberman.com. And um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty easy to find. So. Cool. And you're going back. Israel? Yes, yeah, so I'll be going back to Israel. God willing, we'll have our next tour starting June 13th, and that'll be with, um, that's hopefully, now you can go if you're a citizen uh, or you're related to one. What's the exception? Athletes and artists and performers. So that's hopefully, paperwork-wise, we can figure this one out. But the next scheduled one will be uh, Hugh Fink, Willie Barsena, and Ian Bag. Oh, that's a great show. So that's, yeah, so that's all three of those guys, very different and all very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, it's you know I've all done a ton of late night and very funny guys so and it's hopefully it's you know and they've all been vaccinated or Willie is I think this week okay. um, so and uh, it's so that'll be that so that'll be fun. well maybe I'll see you again in uh, yeah I'll see you in Florida yeah what, what, we got to do this every ten years now uh, yeah you were like we'll shoot for I, every eight I had to look it up you might have been you were in the top or like the first five or ten who did this when I started this it's been it'll be oh, ten yeah, years this well, I'm one of the few whack jobs who you know. Travels a chunk, you know. Yeah, you were because so. I knew, you know, and that one was about all Israel, pretty much. Yeah, that's, I, I think I've done like Petra or something at that point, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, a few places here and there. But um, that's yeah, I'll try to, you know, squeeze in whatever I can squeeze in yeah. travel wise. When I did, yeah, I went to Turkey for a day. At that, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I had a ten hour layover there. I was like, I have the show. They're like, yeah, go ahead. Like that. Istanbul's care. cool. The, I went yeah, to Istanbul yeah, and uh, Cappadocia, which was really yeah. I only I was only in Istanbul. I didn't have enough yeah. time, but th- I was happy I did it. You know, this was a fun adventure. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Well, we'll do this again, and then uh, so we'll catch up. And uh, it's great seeing you. Again, yeah, right? thanks for having me. This was great. Thanks. I enjoyed it. All right, that's Avi Lieberman, everybody. Thank you, sir.
Yo ho.